Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the What Science Says podcast. I am so thankful that you're here. My name is Mashad and I am your host. I am a neuroscientist studying my PhD at the University of Toronto and the Hospital for Sick Children. For our first ever episode, I thought we'd talk about the four science-backed ways to improve fluid intelligence. Before we jump right into it, I wanted to discuss intelligence and the different kinds of intelligence. So there are two different types of intelligence that people usually talk about. It's fluid intelligence or crystallized intelligence. Fluid intelligence is basically one's ability to take in information in real time, process that information, and then use it to solve problems in real time. Whereas crystallized information is more about the general knowledge that somebody has about different kinds of things. So I want you to compare fluid intelligence to solving a math problem, for example, um, versus crystallized intelligence to doing a multiple choice test in biology or just the general knowledge that you have. Although both are very interrelated and affect one another, today we are specifically going to talk about fluid intelligence and whether we can improve it and how can we improve it with lifestyle choices. So the four ways that we're going to talk about is exercise, nutrition, specifically omega-3 levels in the blood, meditation, and then working memory capacity training. So we'll jump right into exercise. So here in this study, they had 20 to 85 year old subjects and they asked them to report how much exercise they do. And they grouped the ones that did more than two exercise sessions per week into high exercise group. And then they grouped the ones that did less than that into low exercise group. What they found was that in the younger individuals, anywhere between 20 to 39 years old, exercise did not affect fluid intelligence or memory. But in the older individuals, those that were in the high exercise group had more fluid intelligence and more memory. So this is basically showing that although exercise at a young age may not affect fluid intelligence and memory, getting into the habit of chronic exercise for the rest of your life is setting you up for success later in life. Now we're going to talk about nutrition, specifically omega-3 levels, but this time we're really talking about the plasma levels of omega-3, so how much omega-3 you have in your body. Here what they did in healthy older adults was they measured plasma levels of both product of omega-3 polyunsaturated fatty acids, so that's EPA, DPA, and DHA. Basically, if you're taking omega-3 supplements, that's what you would be taking. And then they also looked at precursors of omega-3 levels or omega-3 polyunsaturated fatty acids being ALA, SDA, and ETE. So what they found was that those that had higher plasma levels of the precursors of omega-3 polyunsaturated fatty acids had larger left frontoparietal cortex. So they had a larger left frontoparietal cortex, which is one of the regions involved in fluid intelligence and problem solving. And those that had a larger front left frontoparietal cortex had more fluid intelligence or scored higher on fluid intelligence tests. So basically what they found was that more omega-3 in the blood meant a larger region in the brain that is involved in fluid intelligence and therefore more fluid intelligence. And then another study corroborated their finding or confirmed their finding by showing that there was more functional connectivity in the brain in the regions involved in fluid intelligence in people that had more omega-3 in their plasma levels and those had higher fluid intelligence. So again, more omega-3 in the blood means 
better brain connectivity, larger left frontal parietal cortex, and more fluid intelligence, at least by association and potentially by causation. So now that we've covered these two omega-3 in exercise, let's jump into meditation. But before we do that, I'd like to introduce a concept to you called working memory. Working memory is basically how much of the information coming at you can you retain that you can then use to solve problems. So if you are reading a text that you can then use to solve problems, how much of the information in the text can you retain? And working memory and fluid intelligence are very closely related because they both require attention. And there's two types of attention we're talking about. They require attention to the right type of information and disengagement from the non-relevant information. So for example, if you and I are talking and I'm giving you facts that you need to solve a problem, but there's TV running in the background, how capable are you in of just listening to me, taking the information that I am giving you and not listening to the TV? So meditation could potentially help with that, which is why they did this next study in undergraduate students where they put them through mindfulness meditation classes four times a week for 45 minutes per session for two weeks where they taught them how to meditate for 10 minutes every day and the meditation was just focusing on a sensation be that breathing sound taste or whatever so they were meditating for 10 minutes a day and their control groups were just going through or nutrition classes as a control four times a week for 45 minutes and then as a test of food intelligence they did verbal GRE tests and measured the scores between the two different groups and they found that the group that went through meditation training did actually better on the verbal GRE test. And they also found that the meditation group had higher working memory capacity so they could retain more information that was important for problem solving. And then they wanted to see, okay, what can they disengage from unimportant information? And they found that the meditation group also had less task unrelated thoughts during the verbal GRE test and so one they were able to pay better attention to what was important and they were able to disengage from what wasn't important this was just two weeks of meditation 10 minutes a day focusing on a sensation next we're going to talk about the last and probably the most controversial method which is the working memory training so in this study what they did was they did n back dual task training which is training where they basically help you improve your working memory. And then they wanted to see if they could improve fluid intelligence. If you want to see more, know more about the NBAC dual test, it's a little bit hard to describe, but if you Google it, you can very easily see it and even do it for yourself. So what they found in this study was that doing NBAC dual task improved working capacity and also improved fluid intelligence in people who did the training and another study looking at children confirmed these findings and that they had 40 children and they improved they did working memory capacity training and the ones that did that improved on fluid intelligence tests and so that group did a meta-analysis of all of the studies and they found that a lot of the studies were in favor of the fact that working memory capacity training improves fluid intelligence or at least performance on fluid intelligence tests. But there's a whole host of other studies that actually show that working memory capacity training does not affect fluid, does not affect fluid intelligence at all. That all comes down to the kind of test that they did for fluid intelligence, how they train working memory, but overall, doing 10 minutes of just working memory capacity might not be 
or morning clean memory capacity training might not be the way to improve fluid intelligence in and of itself, but it could be one thing to add to your routine. But all in all, adding meditation, making sure you're exercising, checking your omega-3 levels and making sure it is where you want it to be, and then also working memory capacity or anything that can help you improve your attention to the right information and disengage from the wrong kinds of information can help improve your fluid intelligence because you're basically able to pay better attention to the information coming at you so you can use that information to then problem solve and that all of those together can help you navigate the world and your life a little bit easier. And with that, I'd like to conclude our first ever What Science Says podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me and thank you for your time and your attention. If there's anything that you want us to go through, please let me know. But I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll see you very soon.